There it is. Hey, how funny to start the movie. Oh, you did. <laughs> oh, you did. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of Obscure Chatter. I, if you don't know who I am by now, I applaud you for just listening to someone's random podcast that's got a weird chatterbox for the artwork. But I'm Terry Doty, and with me today for episode 10 is Ben Phillips. Hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Episode 10. Episode 10. Doesn't that sound all official? It does. It, I don't sounds, know. It uh, sounds, I'm honored to be <laughs> big number 10. It's a good number. Playing like T-ball, I always wanted to be number 10 until I realized they probably called you to bat al- like numerically. <laughs> and so I maybe bat sometimes. And in T-ball, it's pretty bad. So, <laughs> that being said, uh, you were telling me you're all nice and gravelly today. That's the two shows. Yeah. Have you been doing theater this entire time, or did you stop and then come back to it? Uh, I, In terms of performing, I took a couple of years off mm-hmm. recently. Um, and then I did a show this past uh, October, and then that kind of indirectly led to the show I'm doing right now. Hell yeah. Which is? One Man, Two Governors mm. at Circle Theater in Fort Worth. Great great cast. We're having a lot, of, a lot of fun. Actually, seeing you post about it makes me miss live performing. I really do miss it. I do and I don't. Like, when you think about the realities of it, you do it because you love it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But as, I think especially as we get older, <laughs> it's like, or in my free time, I could do nothing. <laughs> I <get> to- <laughs> Which is compelling. <laughs> Nothing it. is always a compelling option. Oh, and I will warn you um, now that if you're a fan of that anime show, you may recall an episode that I got a lot of hate mail from where me, Tatum, and Tyson Reinhardt ate rice cakes while talking. Uh, you're, we have, let's see, Ben brought a plethora of things. He brought spicy nacho Doritos. Mm-hmm. Something I've never heard of, dark side Skittles. Dark side Skittles, which retain the lime green Mm. flavor as opposed Mm. to green apple. Real connoisseur of the Skittle. The Cheez-It snapped. Yes. Cheez-It snapped. Cheddar, sour cream, and onion. Mm. Mm. And then, um, what is it? Combos. Combos. Pizzeria Pretzel. Oh, yeah. And uh, a new new, uh, potato chip company out of Austin. Feast and Fury Craft Potato Chips. Habanero Hickory Barbecue Flavor. Well done. <laughs> uh, no, so you're going to hear uh, snackage, and um, if Raleigh Pickens Crunching and crackling. I'm sorry. We cleaned up everything afterward. So me saying it makes it true in the future. Um, but yes. And the crackling and crunching that you hear is totally worth it to us for our snacking pleasure. If it helps. I mean, it's Sunday. Yeah. Doing a Sunday chill. It's late afternoon. There are kids playing soccer outside. Uh, something I never did. Uh, so I like to zone out. <laughs> Sorry, I was having a flashback. But we are watching. It's it's uh, stands so far. I think Damon's list is the only one that really surprised me. Where I was like, I don't think I know Damon that well. <laughs> Whereas yours, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And even Steven's like, I don't know Ben as well as you do. And I'm like, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but this one, which is, it's a good one. I honestly, uh, preparing for this, I rewatched it because I was like, oh man, I haven't seen that in forever, knowing that we were going to watch it. But of course, we're talking over it. 
Um, I haven't seen it in a while. And that's a shame, really. Because, damn it, it's a good one. Yeah. Everybody in it is just a comedy titan. See, I don't know if, like, uh, I don't know if it's showing my age or whatever, but I just can't think of anything in recent memory that is like this anymore. Yeah. But I guess that's the point. Nothing means anything anymore. Or it's just, like, with horror. They're like, hey, you like horror movies. Here's this really big, like, nothing but CGI torture porn. I'm like... We don't know each other that well. <laughs> that is not a selling point for me. Then it's the same with comedy. Like this person's not in this movie, so no beeping has to happen. But like Steve Martin, Martin Short, right? Like, and then all pretty much this entire cast is just like yes, 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 and you can list them by their character name or their actor name, and you know exactly who I'm talking about. It's just not really something that I get right now. But that's I don't know. I'm an old lady. Yeah. The closest uh, thing I could think of would be the Christopher Guest uh, movies. And even those, he hasn't done one in a while. No. Oh, my gosh. And those are <laughs> those are definitely something. I tried to show Hoff one that I think even in the Christopher Guest movies isn't very, like, as well received as, you know, like, um, uh, A Mighty Wind or something. But uh, the For Your Consideration. Yes. It's my favorite. I love it too. It's, I love ah, it too. It's so underrated. It's so underrated. Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> That's all you have to say. I think one of my favorite lines, and it speaks to me as a writer, where it's like, oh, like, I understand changes happen, but you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because then you'll have a wet, critically injured baby. And who wants that? <laughs> but. <laughs> And Stephen's like, why do they say that? I'm like, it's from old times when <laughs> you could just forget there's a baby in your bathwater. That's how filthy the bathwater is. I I think maybe the the reason that movie's not as appreciated as the others is that people get caught up in what they want it to be rather than appreciate it for what it actually is. Because it's by the by that point in Christopher Guest mythology. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not quite so much a mockumentary as the others. No. And it's kind of dark. It's pretty dark. It's pretty damn dark and seeing like, well, yes, like, because it initially starts about uh, being something in no way related to Thanksgiving. And they're like, but what if <laughs> yeah, it was? Yeah. Thanksgiving's a little more widely. But also, I think it's made for actors. Yeah. there are just a lot true. of actors and industry things in there where you're like, this is too real. And then... Uh, just how things can change over the course of production just based off yeah. of hearsay. Exactly. And how it feeds itself. It's like. The, we don't know anything about the, that at all. <laughs> the magic of the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. The, what is it? The Streisand effect. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be horrible if this happened? Yeah, it would. <laughs> so let's stop talking about how horrible it would be if this happened. But um, I was also thinking about this. I can't recall when we met. Like, I know that I think I was a full-time director. I think it may have been. I think you directed me. Ride back, maybe. or I think it was before that, even. I think it might have <gasps> been either Rin or it might have been Shikabane Hime. It might have been that, not Big Wind-Up. I don't think so. I don't no. Think, I, I don't think I'm anywhere in... Big wind up, which is that would shock the fuck out of me. (laughs) 
if that were true. Someone do some research on that, uh, like I'm going to do, because it was to the point, that was like my first show, because Bevins directed it while I was interning, um, and it was to the point by the end of it where it was solely me, and I'm like, I need more guys! Thank God, can you imagine if we tried to simuldub that shit? Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, but you're probably right. And I know, and I always tell people this, even when I'm uh, like in a walla, or if I'm directing a walla, which for those of you who don't know, it's with all actors, it's a scream and die session. And sometimes they're more fun than a solo session because you're just in the trenches with three, two, five other people. Uh, depending on the size of the booth, the smaller the yes. booth, the more likely it is that you're recording with five other people and you have a lot of feelings about <laughs> yourself afterward <laughs> and you definitely know who decided to skip deodorant that day. Um, you want to make sure, in my experience, yeah. you want to make sure when it's a whisper room, Walla, that, you're, that your most experienced person is manning the door because then they know to crack open the that door. Shit open. I think I did that with you guys during the ride back <laughs> where I realized, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have booked six people. But that is the most, like, Ben story ever was we were doing ride back and ride back was like one of those where i got it and i'm like all right it's about ballerinas motorcycles because anime all right right. and then it becomes about terrorism very quickly you're like wait what's happening and then there's a huge police raid at one point protesters are getting their heads literally bashed in and joe pointed it out my engineer he's like someone just said i don't want to protest anymore (laughs) like ah (laughs) it's like you see like a baton getting swung and blood getting splattered (laughs) and i'm like it's all too real who was that hi (laughs) all right then (laughs) that was when we took our relationship to the next level Well, and then every time I see you, I'm like, why don't I hang out? <laughs> but now it's just, oh, it's dangerous when we hang out. Mm. <laughs> and uh, obviously you're friends with that Jeremy Inman guy, too. Yeah. Very quiet soul. Yes, the, the reserved, <laughs> taciturn Mr. Inman. <laughs> but I think, um, I guess I hadn't thought about it, because I've heard you in other things. Obviously, like, directing you and just hearing, like, oh, that's Ben. Mm. Uh, I love when... Um, I don't hear you, like, as just a bit, because I never know what to expect from you ever, which is good. Um, but it was during Golden Kamui that I'm like, I don't know who was going to play that person. To me, physically, he looks like my friend Steve, who isn't, uh, <laughs> like, just the, the short hair, and I think sometimes he even does, like, post right. photos of Shiraishi. But <laughs> I think your relationship with Inman, I don't know, kind of shows in the end result. Like, Shiraishi's just... Uh, Adorable psycho. <laughs> <laughs> That's just yeah, amazing. yeah. He's I, uh, a, a nutball. He's a nutball. No other way to say it. I can't wait for season three. Ah, when is it coming? I don't know. That's with a lot of stuff right now. Where it's like, did you know there's going to be a second season of blah blah blah? I'm like, well, that that would be really nice. Yeah. Are you casting it? Like, <laughs> like, are you? Uh, did it do that well? And you. Suddenly, I have to become like someone that is definitely just more than an actor in that. Like I, um, I finally. It took me having Google 
to realize that a show that we did not with Funimation, but it started with Funimation, was uh, released more than like almost two weeks ago. I'm like, oh, this is where you forget that you're actually very much babied by Funimation <laughs> 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 with their social media and keeping up with like posting about who's in this uh, when it's a uh, Eleven Arts and Shot Factory that released it in the states. Uh, the fir- the three movies for Laughing Out of the Clouds, which is the continuation of a show that Funimation started simuldubbing with. That's how they tested simuldubbing uh, to go to almost five, almost six years later and go, oh, so we're returning to this. That's such a, a treat to be able to go back to <laughs> characters like that. and Yeah, well, like, Wake Camp's like, that was my first lead. I'm like, believe it or not, I'd been working for a while consistently, but that was my first lead. And Trosco was also there. Uh, but, <laughs> um, yeah, like, having to think about that stuff. I'm like, in the abstract, it would be nice if we could could have done those movies. And Natalie and I almost, uh, we were going to see them in theaters. The first two made it into theaters. We just didn't have time. And she happened to bring up, like, it sucks that we didn't get to do that. I'm like, I, I am writing them right now. I'm writing all three movies right now. That's weird. But um, everybody got to come back except for Cole Brown, who passed. And that's a whole other thing when you haven't done something for a while. R.I.P. Cole, you were fantastic to work with. Uh, is I uh, When we did Jinji Ito, which I also used you on, you were right. a really good doctor and detective. For some reason, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, he just sounds like he's smoking. I don't know. That, <laughs> but. Um, is I hadn't directed for a while, and then Mike let me fill in. But I'm like, hey, I want this person. Tara's like, they don't live here anymore. I'm like, what about this person? I'm like, they're dead. I'm like, oh wow. What about this person? They don't do stuff with funny anymore. I'm like, out of this list, who is available? She's like, this person. I'm like, then call them in, <laughs> please. <laughs> but yes, everybody, everybody sounds really, really good. I'm very, very happy about that. But yes, no, Golden Kamui, uh, I guess I'd known about it and I got very, uh, I'd read some of the manga before there were auditions for it. And um, I kind of, uh, there the auditions were only, for women, was only a Sherpa, which Jeremy didn't know why I was called in, which I'm like, we don't know each other that well as far as actor on actor. Uh, I can do other things. And he's like, <laughs> and I auditioned and he was like, yeah, you were, it was like between you and Monica. I'm like, and that's a good place to be yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then 10 episodes later, it's like, yeah, you're this character that's based off of H.H. Holmes. I'm like, see, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and terrifying but yeah it's such a great show but trying to explain it to steven who doesn't know anything about it um like oh no there are these tattoos and he's like okay but she right she has tattoos too i'm like yes he's like so what's going on with that i'm like watch the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's i mean it's historical fiction Mm -hmm. action comedy cooking so yes and and just uh fascinating distinct original character after fascinating distinct original character you um, don't you just don't know um it exceeds expectations it it subverts a lot of uh tropes too but also it's not afraid to poke fun at itself yeah and it's 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 kind of a pithy thing to say that 
you know, you never know what's around the corner. But with that show, it is <laughs> so honestly true. Or, yeah, I forget. I was watching one. I'm like, this got, I mean, it's always been kind of homoerotic, but like they went. <laughs> Season two. Yeah, they went, we hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, for me, I remember Jeremy got so confused because he's like, well, what pronouns are we using? Uh, and I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm like, I had to open the booth door. I'm like, all right. <clears throat> so when it's someone that knew her as a man, like, that is fine. But in the present, blah, 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 especially, de- like, Sabbath's character is always going to refer to Yanaga as a woman. Mm-hmm. He's like, that makes sense. That makes sense, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I think we did get, like, written up for, like, per- you know, talking about trans people the right way as much as you could in that crazy setting. Right, yeah. But, or... Um, like yeah, that's Dave, that's a tricky line to to walk when you're trying to be responsible and also be true to the period. Yes, the period, the source material, um, and obviously sometimes you're only at license to do what you can with the actual Japanese licensor. Mm. Uh, but I think, yeah, no, that show just came out of nowhere. And yeah, Ian, it's basically Ian. It's just... Ian, um, actually, I don't know if he's a good shot or anything like that. And two ended in a very weird, like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, and got weirder. Everyone separated out the way any good show is like that net is fully out now. And, like, there's no comfort. So I'm ready. Yeah. Super it's ready. such a great setup to come back to. You know, mm-hmm. it's the way they left things. Yes. If you, uh, if you haven't read the manga, which I have, but it's been a moment. Um, and I'm not anywhere near where we are in this show, but I don't know. Manga, sometimes, if you're working on a show, do you watch, do you watch things that you know you're going to do beforehand, like the Japanese? Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Some, but sometimes isn't, it's just nice to be surprised. But then some fans are like, oh, they did that a lot in MMO Junkie, to the point where Clifford very politely was like, hey, try not to send people spoilers. And some people were like, don't tell me what to do. Like, it, like if she hasn't watched the episode, da-da-da-da-da, that's on her. And I'm like, I thought that was a really cool, like, hey, we don't always watch the thing. Right. I'm kind of ambivalent about it because mm-hmm. I think some... Some amount of preparation is nice to know to have some idea of if it's what's something still out of your norm, right? Exactly, too. but then it also keeps it fresh and authentic to kind of experience it in the moment. And I think whenever we um, go to conventions or something, I think uh, if you're not an actor, like be talking about cold reading, or whenever I talk to like once a year, I get to talk to Carter Riverside High School in Fort Worth. And it's a bunch of drama kids, and it's my old theater teacher teaching these kids, so it's kind of surreal. Like, she went to college with Mike and everything. I'm like, I forget just how interconnected we all are. It seems like the acting community is very big, and it is, but it's very, it's actually not as big as we think it is right. here. We all know each other. Absolutely. Um, which sometimes doesn't work out if you're talking shit. I'm like, hey, that's like <laughs> my wife. Uh, <laughs> um, but they, uh, I had to explain to them cold reading because I forget when you're a young performer, it's all about like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to memorize this whole page. And I'm like, I don't remember the last time I memorized anything aside from reading something and knowing that I have to end on this word on a downward inflection. Aside from that, I don't, I, 
the last thing I think I did uh, it was Antigone, where it was a chorus-style setup. No one was allowed to leave the stage for the three hours we performed, and any chorus member also played three bit characters aside from Antigone and the king, and uh, and uh, yeah, like three-page monologues at a time. But now I'm like, I don't know if I can do that now. Mm. Like Colleen jokingly was like, hey, we should all like audition for plays together. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrifying now because we're all comfortable like just being like, right. well, there is the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a different uh, – I mean, there's – obviously, acting is acting, but there's, you know, different muscles involved in each mm-hmm. that you kind of have to keep exercised. <laughs> yes. Well, and then, um, because there are people that obviously are just naturally have good instincts, very little training, if any, that you're like, oh, fuck you. You're you're amazing. Uh, Without any proper training or whatever. But then there are theater people that come in and think it's easy to do voice acting. Right. I'm like, oh, no. It's something that uh, I forgot I had to do when I first started. I'm like, stop playing for everyone in the audience. Like it's the mic that you're acting yeah. for. Like I, uh, like it's jarring because mm-hmm. you have no one to interact off of. Even if everyone aside from you is uh, in that scene is recorded, it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my theater. Arts it's kind theater, of that thing of where you, uh, if you over prepare, and you get married to a certain reading of a line, mm-hmm. and then, and then the director's like, "Okay, can you try it a different way?" Oh, uh, 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 uh sure. Uh, how about if I do it the exact same way again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like walking in and be like, oh, okay, actually, keep that exact same read, uh, but she's Australian. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. uh, like, you can do an Australian accent. Like, yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or nobody tells, like, as far as like funny. Uh, specifically, like, most of the time I'm like, hey, just so you know, like, you can do an English accent, right? I'm like, well, uh, what region? They're like, just general. I'm like, then yeah. Hmm. But if it's like, do you know Hagrid from Harry Potter? I'm like, oh, fuck. No, that's just not going to happen without, like, some prep. Uh, which happened, I think, with a Bevan show where I'm like, no, I'm just not auditioning for that. He's like, I think you should give it a shot. I'm like, no. (laughs) No, not with five minutes to prepare before I go in and see you. Um, but, uh, we're not told really anything, uh, even if it, like, you're a lead sometimes, you're like, oh, I'm like, and congrats, you know, we look forward to working with you for these 26 episodes, you're like, cool. I did, I did, a, <laughs> I did a, uh, a session, um, I can't remember if it was like half an hour or maybe even just 15 minutes, and I went in, I did it, I said, thank you, thanks, thanks for having me, um. Uh, didn't think any more about it. And then like a month later, I got booked again. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I looked up the show and my character was in the opening credits. <laughs> like, oh. It's like, oh. Just nice. To, nice. Or uh, like, oh, yeah, you're like the main bad guy. Um, and I'm like, wait, you've been having me play super sweet. Don't you think you should have told me that? Like, I just didn't want to. Like, <laughs> That'll work out. That'll work out. Okay. <laughs> like, sweet. 
I'm the main bad guy? Yeah, there's something about, or playing the character that's like talking and then cuts to the main character. It's like, who's that? I'm like, I love playing that character. I'm like, oh, nothing. She's kind of a big deal. All right, I'm going to do this. I'm yes. going to get this out of the way. <sighs> oh, yeah, Steven. Ugh. All right. Things are happening. Bully. You like this? That's not happening with these nails. <laughs> I see this going poorly, so I can open that later. Ethan Fury. And oh my god, what if I'm just that weak? I see Ben's having trouble too. If you hear a bunch of clinks, it's skittles. <laughs> and if Raleigh's listening to this, I don't know what happened. And da 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 da. I'm stealing one of these. <laughs> you did it. All right, we got there. It happened. Mm, mm, mm. Very good. Well done. Thank you. Man, I don't think I've had a combo since the last time I drove to Houston, and you're just like, fuck it, it's in the vending machine. Let's go. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> so, okay, I've been trying to remember. You have a daytime job at Funny, right? Yes. Yes. I, I, I first worked in subtitling for many years, mm-hmm. and then I, uh, I moved into quality control. I'm trying to remember. Like, I think you – I think I always thought you always worked in quality control. Um, but – Subtitling, as far as like putting it to screen. Yes, there's a there's a program we use that uh, loads <clears throat> that you load in the video, and you load in load in the um, the prepped uh, translation file, and then it's just about arranging the text, kind of kind of doing a QC pass on it initially, uh, timing. Uh, pop off times. It's not kind of something stuff. I really thought about, but for the. Totally, possibly too, uh, like TMI, but for the first two Laughing in the Clouds movies, it was subbed, um, but it was kind of that, like, I think I've been spoiled by funny because their stuff is bold, easy to read, uh, even for someone like Steven who has, uh, has dyslexia, like, it's just very easy to follow. But these were very light, like, made for, if you, I was watching this on the big screen, fine, but for a tiny screen, it's like, mm-hmm. wait. I, it's just really hard to follow, and it's that argument of I'm just missing so much because I'm having so much trouble reading this very yeah. quickly. But then the third movie came, uh, and the third movie had no subtitles whatsoever and uh, no translation. Um, for that, that's tricky. For that one specifically, uh, Donald Schultz, who's the main director on it, and I got to direct some of it. I also directed you on it. That's right. Um, he had to find a translator that could do a, like a week's turnaround time on a franchise they weren't familiar with. So there were things, uh, but also there uh, because they typically do natural translation. There was no time code reference, mm. so it's just. I think she's talking about here, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I will never complain. <laughs> subs ever again i don't think i ever did but sometimes i think when i was watching a tale of two sisters the sub with clarine harp 
we had to stop watching it because she's like the the text was yellow, and she's like, "Oh my god, who did these?" And just like, <laughs> I don't, I did not expect you. This. You watch, uh, <laughs> you definitely watch them differently after you've actually done it yourself. Watch it, do it yourself, and then getting somewhat familiar with the language, uh, where I'm like, this feels like just kind of guessing what they're saying here. Um, and being so familiar with the franchise, I'm like, that's not what they're saying there. Uh, but I didn't really think about that till Netflix. I was watching something in Spanish. I was watching it in English with Spanish subtitles, and I'm like, that's not what they said there. Or... <laughs> I don't know, but I I like to think that Funny's got really good subtitle quality control department. Thank you, but thank you. We 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 do uh, we put a lot into it, and we we take it seriously. There, I mean, it's it's strange to think now that there was a time in my life where I didn't have a single opinion about how <laughs> subtitles should be. <laughs> Right. And now I have so many. Now I now I notice when I'm like going playing a video game and there's like <laughs> a line of subtitles and then it carries over for like one word on the second line. That's an interesting date, way to be. On a, on a date watching a foreign film. <laughs> She's like a banker or something and just, what? And like, I just, I can't believe they did that. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's, yeah. get, let's get out of here. <laughs> like, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> You forget about what you do when uh, I I have been trying to get better about hanging out with my friends that don't do what we do, but then they want to talk about what we do. I'm like, no, it's gonna go down a rabbit hole so quickly. Like, uh, oh, that must be fun. I'm like, it is. I don't want to talk about this. Like, it's gonna end up being about how you know people are confused about the the twists and turns that we had to take with the original source material for Kakarot. I don't want to do this. <laughs> do you get the same from people who who not are not really familiar mm-hmm. with anime and the business? Do you get like the exact same questions 90 to 95% of the time? Like are there some that are always part of the conversation? I'm trying to think like, uh, oh, what's that like? Or how'd you get into that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Do you speak Japanese is one that I get. My mother tells people I speak Japanese. <laughs> like, to the point where my aunt, who lived in Okinawa uh, with her husband, they were both Marines, uh, they lived in Okinawa for, like, ten years, and uh, happened to mention that. And the next time we saw them, like, your mother thinks that you speak Japanese. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that you're saying that, like, you already know the the answer is no. And like, I do, but can you tell your mother in front of me? <laughs> that you don't speak Japanese. I'm like, Ma, I don't speak Japanese, like, at all. I barely speak Spanish. I think if you don't, <clears throat> I guess if if it's not something you're familiar with, it would make sense to conflate subtitling and translation. Yes. Like, oh, you're putting the words down there. That means you're hearing it and... <laughs> you're hearing it and... Translating just... <laughs> it in real time. Yeah, you're like a closed captioner. There you go. Just, no, 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 Thank God. I would imagine it's even worse for... Someone that did <laughs> subtitles or quality control, mm-hmm. which which and then the one that I, the one that it usually gets to the comment that I mm-hmm. usually get after I kind of explain all the different things that go into it and what I'm looking for and what we're trying to correct before it goes out. And I you know I explain all of that and then people are like, oh, so you you watch cartoons all day? <laughs> I'm like, well, yes, that's yeah, that is the case. Yeah. Or um, because I do the big thing outside of acting is I I localize. 
I localize the Dragon Ball video games. Um, and, uh, <laughs> like, when I work on, like, Smite or Paladins, it's like, a, oh, I can actually, like, we can ar- argue for 30 minutes about the proper pronoun for a dragon. <laughs> that is something that happened to the point where the producer at high res is like, what is our life that, like, we can't figure out what the fuck to use when we're talking about a dragon? It's just something the main character's writing. The dragon's not important! Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, something that happened, but... um, What was the uh, final... <laughs> we just called it uh, an it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. was going to suggest um, it. Uh, but we're like, or should it be they? Um... And they're like, we don't, it's just something that the character is writing. Do we do we do this with horses? I'm like, I mean, we could do it with horses. <laughs> like, no, we're not doing this with horses. But where it's a, oh, so you didn't like write, oh, no, I didn't write the original story for Dragon Ball. But it is, it isn't about, and it's that same thing, uh, I can't believe they sneered away from, or they, uh, they wrote it this way. I'm like, well... There's a difference between just the copy and paste of the translation, which works very hard. Um, Translators work very, very hard on it. But on top of that, um, even translation comes from a point of view. Like the translator that ended up writing the translations for movie three, when it got to the uh, Agiha, who's voiced by Don Bennett. So it was lovely. The whole entire process of recording, engineering and recording her at the same time was terrifying. But it was Dawn, so it, uh, she made my life a little easier than I was making it for myself. Um, but she's like, okay, so Agiha, I'm hearing a slight accent on what the say you did. Um, so I'm kind of, like, even in her translation, she was putting y'all and yuz, but that wasn't. She's like, that's just a preference that I'm putting in there. And I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that before. And now I'm like... Is this the exactly what they're saying? So, yeah, I mean, and I think that's with everybody where you, a good time, you're limited by the language. And, like, this is what they're saying. There's no way to properly put that mm-hmm. in the amount of time that this is on the screen. It's bananas and it's stuff that you don't think about. But then on top of that, it's, uh, okay, this is the direct translation and what they're saying is the direct translation. Yeah. But if we let them say that as is, it's like two robots talking. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's easy. It's kind of easy to think, well, we want it to be a faithful translation. Mm-hmm. But, but then it's like, well, okay, do you want a faithful translation of the words that are actually being said? Or do you want a faithful translation of the effect the author intended those words to have mm-hmm. on the audience? The intent. Yeah. The overall intent of the scene where um, you just uh, – and obviously people are always going to have opinions about that. But I think – what was it? The one a couple weeks ago where the, not a couple weeks ago, it was a couple months ago, and Anthony was telling me about this, where it's like, you're a pig, and the obviously the lines didn't fit like you're a pig, so it's like, you're a misogynist or something, and it's like, whoa! Like, they mean the same thing. Um, but... Yeah, it uh and you can argue with me on that and I and I can respect your opinion on that as long as you respect mine as an industry professional and just someone that <clears throat> like during Shigabana Hime, we all still call it Shigabana Hime, but what was it marketed as? Corpse, Corpse Princess. princess. Be, <laughs> but like, oh, we can change it all to Corpse Princess, but Shigabana Hime. That's six fucking things were Corpse Princess. I'm like, cool, what are we going to do with those three flaps every time the Seiyu says that? <laughs> like, 
you know what this is. <laughs> Corpse Princess. Corpse Princess. But, uh, or, yeah, we just deal with that, and they changed it once uh, for the trailer. So Lucy said it once as Corpse Princess, and when you get to the show, it's like, oh, she doesn't say that at all. Simple. Done. You just don't know. But, uh, yes. How did you get the, the subtitler thing? How did you initially get to funny? Um, it, I kind of, I, I say that I got, kind of got two different feet and two different doors at the same time because, mm-hmm. um, I had been working at a, uh, video store for a long time and I, um, that had that had closed down, and I was working at the bookstore on campus at the mm. time. And I had met Caitlin uh, at a couple of conventions, and we became friends. And I go to see her in shows and stuff like that. And um, I got a call from Tara one day uh, to come in and do some Walla for One Piece. And separately, I had also gotten to know Clarine. And she was looking for someone to to start building up the subtitling team. It was kind of small at that point. It's now it's like nine people. But right. at the time I think there were two. Um Oh yeah, I can't can you imagine doing like what how many shows does Funny have like on any given season with two people? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So um so yeah, I was I would be I would go in and do Walla at the. This was when it was at the Frost Bank Building. They were oh, in the process. Yeah. They were in the process of moving. Okay. So I would I would go do Walla there, and then I would drive over to the new building <laughs> to subtitle. Huh. So yeah, that's where Steven started. Steven started in the Frost Building, but also helped build the booth. So you guys started around the same time. And then I showed up. I didn't realize that we were that close to starting because I felt like you were always there. But maybe that was just a hope of mine. I don't know. <laughs> it always—I think it always kind of seems that way in a yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> the like, people—the oh. people who were there when you get there were always there. They were always there, or I forget about um, like some of the older people, the people that have been there longer, not necessarily older. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I forget about that, but T and I were talking about how someone new there was like, yeah, I grew up watching you guys. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do with that. Yeah. Like at all. <laughs> but like different waves of people because like, what was it? Like Caitlin and Tatum came in around the same time. And then like me, Micah, Alexis, and Teal came in around the same time. And then Clifford came in with... A batch of people, and then bladdered out to whatever the newer generation sure, sure. is. Uh, but it's just, uh, oh, you forget. And then after a couple of years, it's a, well, you know, we're all old here. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Nice. Simple. <laughs> and then many of us grow and do, yes, a bunch of different things. Hoff and I were talking about how surreal it is that we've all just, uh, I don't know, just how like Felicia now lives in LA. I'm just doing really well there. Uh, <laughs> just. Uh, just uh, how Jeremy, I know that he had directed before I started there, but when I met Jeremy, I just called him in for bits. Mm-hmm. I let him die a lot <laughs> it was before he really knew me to the point where he's like, I always die when I'm directed by you. Is there something like, like no, 
just you just do it very well. But I didn't really get to know him until I think we did Tokyo and Tulsa together, and uh, this girl hit on me, and uh, we just really joked about because I was trying to be very nice to her. I'm like, no, sweetie, you know, it, I'm I'm married. Uh, it, I'm very flattered, and Jeremy was like, "Why would you be? Like, you can get hotter than that." Like, <laughs> she, she's still here. She's still in front of me. We can have a drink later and discuss that more. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then being like, we should hang out, you know, in the area that we actually both live in. Done. Simple. But now he's back to directing full time. He's got a really nice schedule starting at two and ending at That's a good schedule. I forget about it because I went in to see whoever is in there. I'll b- it. Uh, and I forget that because it's all Jeremy shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's weird that you're in here. <laughs> you don't belong here. <laughs> I need to watch this again already as we're watching it. <laughs> every, just every moment. Everything. Weren't they talking about remaking this too? I think so. I think is attached. Really? Yeah. I'm hitting, I think we forget, we quickly forget that was an anomaly. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you can argue, he's like, oh my God, if it weren't for the <laughs> never have happened. <laughs> awful. Joke, joke, joke. Um, or I watched that there. <laughs> there uh, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But for the most part, he tends to be box office poison. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we forget about. We also forget about that. And then it quickly became. Mm-hmm. Which made it really seedy. But. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was when he was still only getting cast as like the hunk or the dumb, lovable guy. And then. then yep. Try to rewatch that. I don't think it aged well. Really? I don't think that aged well, and I don't think Puffy aged well as I wanted it to. As I specifically. That, that makes sense because stylistically, it was very. It had a. I think it had a, a kind of stylistic point of view that was very much of its time. Yes. Because um, they tried to. They're like, all right, yeah, we're going to change the ratio. And they're like, okay, you can change the ratio of Buffy, but here's what's going to happen. And they showed just a shot. And they're like, the second they changed it just a little bit, boom, you see the actual oh, yeah. boom. Yep. Um, I'm like, oh, this is all ruined. Uh, <laughs> or I was talking to uh, James, who played Spike in it, and uh, just kind of like, can you believe it's been 20 years? And he's like, my knees are telling you, yes, I can believe it's been 20 years. At 20 plus years for Buffy and Angel. I'm like, so what are you doing now? He's like, not being British, continuing to <laughs> to disappoint people that think I'm actually English. Done. Simple. I, for me, for me as as, as a viewer, I, I felt at times that, and this was especially after uh, Joss kind of yes. stepped back. I think they aired a little too much on the side of giving the audience what they thought they wanted. Yes. Yes. Where, uh, 
I was actually thinking about uh, Game of Thrones, where, especially in the last season, I'm mm. like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I didn't actually want Brienne and Jamie to hook up. I just wanted that to be like an unspoken right, thing. Right, right. Sometimes it's just, there's just supposed to be a... It, that unspoken thing. <laughs> or like a, hey, um, I really, well, I mean, Spike is a, a great example of that. Like, yeah, Spike was supposed to be like a really quick villain. And then like fans really like him. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he should have become like a main love interest of Buffy. <laughs> yeah, it's... It... <clears throat> It just never really narratively worked for me. Sometimes, yeah, no, it's a, oh, we we really like this. Or uh, actually the most, uh, I was talking, I think I talked to with Sarah about it on the show, but Sarah and I talk about it a lot. She really likes Stranger Things. I liked Stranger Things season one. And then two was like, we heard you. I'm like, did you though? <laughs> and then three, like, uh, okay, there's this. I'm like, wait, I... And then hey, uh, the teaser for four, like, Hopper's alive. I'm like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> he was a, a favorite part of the show. There's no way he was going to die. Nobody can die now. I think it's it's it, it kind of came from the rise of the internet. And what is this? What is? This? <laughs> and you know the the you know you want to kind of engage. I think there was some engagement between the mm-hmm. the powers that be and the fans who are very vocal about their opinions. But I think as a as a creator, you have to understand, okay, that's what they mm-hmm. think they want to see, but that's not necessarily what's going to serve the narrative. No, exactly. Uh, like I was even toying around with the idea, like, wouldn't it be nice for someone to overall do a show, but like blackout? social media the entire time that they're mm-hmm. doing the entire show. Um, or, uh, like, Watchmen. Uh, the Watchmen show, uh, the creator, basically, you know, who did Lost uh, and various other things, uh, saying, like, no, because that's it. They're like, oh, but people really want to find out. He's like, and they can, their imaginations can take it to where it wants to go. But it's a, well, yeah, but it was, like, a really big deal. Don't you want to see some of that really big deal money? <laughs> if it, if I get inspired again, and I think that confused a lot of people, is like, but we'll just go ahead and make like a female Doctor Manhattan. How fucking hard is that? And like, <laughs> you think you want that, <laughs> but you don't. You Louis- just want to be able to live in the universe where all the possibilities happen. Done. Louis C.K. did something that I loved. He made this show called Horace and Pete. He made it with his own money. He didn't really talk about it until it was done. Mm-hmm. And then he went on his website, his mailing list, and said, hey, here's the first episode of this thing that I made. Um, Alan Alda's in it. Uh, Jessica Lang, Edie Falco, well, Edie Bryant. It's a shame that it's Louis C.K. It's a real big shame. But what I loved, and I wish I wish somebody – I wish – I would love to see was somebody else do something with that it was model. A live action? Li- yeah, live mm-hmm. action. And what I loved was that there was no trailer to tell me what to think about it before I saw it. Yeah. I would like to see more of that. Yeah. Just like don't tell me what to think about it before I've even seen it. Don't tell me that or um 
let me see a really good example of that, but where it's like, a, it didn't do what I wanted it to do, and that's fine. Like Penny Dreadful, which is coming back, and it's in a Penny Dreadful-like universe where a lot of the people from the initial show are coming back playing different people. I'm like, I like that. It's anthological. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Um, but I'm obsessed with Rory Kinnear, who played, you know, Frankenstein's monster in the original series. But in the original series, it's like, oh, well, no, I, I want her and, you know, the, the and Ethan Chandler to get together. And, like, they barely get, like, a kiss before it's like a, uh, n- 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 no, we shouldn't get together, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, the fan in me would be like, I would love for them to get together, but the second they kissed, I'm like, this is not going to work <laughs> And it's like they went, yeah, okay, you got your kiss, now leave us the fuck alone while we continue around with this torment of this character for two more seasons. I'm like, I respected that, where it, um, the second, they're doing a, a Day of the Dead in, uh, like, the 1930s, which I'm like, oh, that's during the Zoot Suit Riots in fucking L.A.? Yes, let's do this. Um, but all the comments on the the trailer because it's got a uh, Natalie Dormer as like one of the main witches or something like that. They're like, boo, this isn't in keeping with the original tone. I'm like, okay, so if we just hadn't said Penny Dreadful at the beginning, you would be excited. But now everybody <laughs> fucking hates it just because it's not the show. Right? Yeah, it has to be this. It, it can only be this thing. I yeah or um yeah. Just why, uh, like, hey, I'm really proud of this. I've only, you know, shown this to a couple of people. You know what would be better is if those two, like, hooked up. I'm like, she, this, there, there's no romance, actually, in this story at all. Like, it's, you know, the relationships, we're mm-hmm. going to focus on familial bond and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hmm. But it'd be really hot if those two got together. <laughs> like, uh-huh, uh, cool. And then actor, you're like, okay, thank you. Thanks for the note. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> that reminds me of a uh, a great uh, Bob Odenkirk quote about working in working in television and how like and I think this particularly applies to networks. I think there's some great cable channels like FX now that are that oh kind of that kind of give great people shows and say just do your thing. We're not going to yes. interfere. But he was talking about working with networks and how it, <laughs> how it's this weird thing of, yeah, there's there's these people who like what you're doing, but how can we sell it to these people who don't like what you want to do? How can we, how can we take the opposite of what it is and put that in it so these people who don't like it will like it? <clears throat> that was one of the notes um, that uh, John Mulaney got a lot because. I think a lot of people forget, and John Mulaney would probably be happy to forget, uh, is he had a, a show. He had a sitcom. Oh, yeah. And I was watching that Comedians uh, in Cars Getting Coffee, and uh, Seinfeld was talking to him about that. He's like, what was that like? He's like, it's really weir- weird, you know, being like, hey, this is true to my life and what happened, and 40 people going, is it funny? And him going, well, shit, I don't, I don't know what funny <laughs> is anymore. And he's like... Uh, and Seinfeld, of course, doing like a, and these people aren't comedians telling you like, is it funny? They're just a bunch of people like, like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. But I mean, that's with anything. Like, uh, I edit, I do creative edits for people's books, and it's like a, I'm, I'm confused what happened here. So if you can just explain to me the whys, um, just so I can see your point of view and where you were coming from, because right now I'm a little confused as what happened in the scene. Not a 
you know what you need to do here. Because mm-hmm. um, that's not my job to be like their Jiminy Cricket. It's, uh, or not their voice. I can be their Jiminy Cricket. But um, to where as one of the people that test read my book was like, I would really like it if there were more YA elements to it. I'm like, it's not a YA though. They're like, yeah, but I'm like, and the character's like immortally like 26. I'm like, yeah, but what if she had a love interest? I'm like, I'm toying with something down the line, but blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, what if you push that forward? I'm like, she's trying to figure out who she is right now (laughs) on her own. And then just, thank you, take the note. Which is also a thing that terrible critics do. Yes. Is <laughs> that is not evaluating something for what it is or what it's trying to be, but critiquing it for what it's not and not trying to be. Like, why won't Dude, you be this instead? You just open like a whole other can of <laughs> Yes. Why why can't it be this? Or why didn't you yeah. just if I mean you do what we do for dubbing alone, like why didn't you just say this instead? I'm like because that wasn't what was on the page. I think you really overestimate how much power an actor has. <laughs> why yeah. wasn't just there because a... you say something doesn't mean they're going to actually use it? It's... Why wasn't there a season two? Like I don't know. I'm with you, kid. <laughs> let me let me talk. Let me get the uh, on the horn to Japan, please. Hello, Japan. It's Terry Doty again. Get the red, get the red phone. <laughs> the bat phone. Yeah, like I'm sliding down. The... Is this Japan? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Terry, we told you to stop calling. <laughs> and yes, everyone. We're gonna need season twos of pretty much everything. Um, definitely season. Or that was actually one thing where it's a uh, you have to answer politely. Most of the time, it's not hard to be like, well, that would be fun. But someone got really aggressive with me. And they're like, I just. I hate at the end of MMO Junkie that they just held hands. Like, I wanted to see that kiss. I'm like, okay, dork moment. I wanted to see that kiss, too. But how <laughs> uncharacteristic would that be for those two characters? I'm like, what do you mean? And, like, they're both awkward. And the fact that they are actually going on a date and have the wherewithal to hold each other's hands. And they both, like, do this, like, <sighs> that they're holding each other's hands. I'm like, that alone is a lot. Like, yeah. and with that... I'm like, it's cute, and it leaves you blah, blah, blah. And it has its own kind of power. It has its own kind of power. You're left open to blah, blah, blah. They're like, I just really, and I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I know you wanted to see the kiss. And also, it really sucks that, like, because it kind of led up to thinking, like, that Lily was going to be a woman. I'm like, all right, well, first of all, I've maybe read and watched too many things. I always knew that it was going to be Sakurai from the first episode. I think we all knew that. We're like, yeah. He's got a pink phone, exactly Lily Pink. <coughs> and if I were a guy playing a girl, I'd want to sound like Natalie Hoover, too. Um, but uh, I did finally try the lime of this, and it was lovely. I did not know that the green Skittle is typically sour apple. Or green it apple. Was a, it was a change that they made. It was uh, in the... In the <coughs> In the general Skittles, it mm-hmm. was traditionally lime, and they, a couple of years ago, made the decision to change it to green apple. Monsters. I have feelings about that. <laughs> Let me also call Skittles. <laughs> Hello, or like, since we just call countries, hi, America. Wait, I'm assuming America. But, um, I guess so. Yeah, where, I don't know, like, we all, I love when people are passionate about it, and it's and it always, you know. Most of the time comes from a good place, but it's just, yeah, that would be nice. Or I don't really 
really see that being the thing for that character. But then also, yeah. That's what fanfic is for. <laughs> I mean, this chick really liked Twilight and wanted these things to happen <coughs> to Edward and Bella. And then it got popular. She just changed the names around and it became Fifty Shades of Grey. Is that, is that That's true? That's true. E.L. James. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was initially a Twilight fanfic. That's fascinating. <laughs> I tried to explain that to Steven the other day. It's like, well, I'm like, that's how fanfic happens. Or, uh, uh, what was it? Jane Eyre is basically like someone who read Pride and Prejudice and said, what if this happened instead? I mean, come on. Come on. Fanfics. <laughs> like, so get that fanfic going. Done. Do it. Um, you just won't know what's going on. I almost wish I'd turn this movie down a little bit more because I'm like, <laughs> and we got the snacks. Ben's dangerous. Let me take a photo of these snacks. <sighs> what else, Sir Ben? Sir Ben. Well, you said uh, you said something that I actually was very complimented by, which is that you never know what to expect from me. Never. Um, That's why I like <clears throat> calling you in. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what he's going to do with this. I, li- I like that. Um, I th- I've... And I went... Most of my, the vast majority of my experience in um, voice acting has been with Funimation. So mm-hmm. I'm... And... Uh, and it's a very specific process now where we're doing a certain number of shows every season. So there's a certain pace. And I have a theory that... Um, the way to be the most successful, the most quickly is to do one specific thing very well mm-hmm. and also to sound like what you look like so that yeah. people see a character and they think of the person who looks, has the same look and the sound that goes with it as well. But I don't know. There's something really fun about being able to to also do. I mean, all these different kinds you of know, things. As, as a stage actor, like uh, what was it talking about laughing out of the clouds? Can you imagine? Like, yeah, we're doing a live production. Like, yes, I would like to audition for the twelve year old boy. <laughs> like, it is nice. Or, or sometimes, if it's someone that typically only casts based on like what people kind of look like, sometimes when if they cast you, you kind of start tearing apart why they cast you as someone. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh huh. I'm like, this woman is grotesque. Okay. But then it's like, oh, I actually love her, so I get it. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) But then, what was it? Um, We did this indie video game, Visage, remember? Mm. Uh, And I was like, oh, who? uh," Because that was totally surreal. Because unfortunately, I ended up recording my part three times. Because we did it in that vault thing and for some reason mine specifically uh it was an echo throughout it for all the first one and then for the second one i forget what it was and then eventually we're at okratron in plano again thank you okratron uh we actually had to come here and uh do it again and with steven as the engineer what took us a long time uh just because i think it was like that studio that Nicole and Jacob went through. 
um, wasn't accustomed to it because they clearly knew what they wanted. But the studio was like, you want to do what now? Mm. Like, we're going to mimic her being like, like gagged and about to get shot in the head. And like, oh, that's messed up. I'm like, yeah, can we do that without there being an echo? Like, yeah, yeah. Simple enough. Like, is it? <laughs> um, but um, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, who else is in it? Uh, and then like, Jeremy, Ben, and, uh, and they played me some of your stuff. I'm like, ooh, yeah. And I think they gave me some ideas on other stuff. And that's another thing. Whenever I cast you, I typically don't know what I'm going to cast you as until I see that character. And then I'm like, <laughs> Ben. Because um, I cast you as old, I cast you as young. You've got a good voice for anything. It, like, sometimes it's just a matter of, like, hey, just pitch up just ever so slightly um, and take out the gruff. Because um, I've had you play, like, really whiny, like, bitch boy <laughs> students. But I've also play, had you play, like, like army generals that mm-hmm. are, like, haggard and just, like, war as hell. Uh, so, hey, not everybody can do And that. that's, so, uh, that's so much the fun of it. You know, to to go in, well, now you're going to be this alpaca mask guy. Now you're going to be <laughs> an elderly turtle who runs the company. Now you're going to be... Is that apricot? Yeah, apricot <laughs> salary man. Um, I remember, uh, I remember uh, Lorraine Newman talking about doing the original Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the show would uh, push people... To create recurring characters, yeah, and that was that was how you would really establish yourself on the show to come up with the coneheads or yeah, coneheads, uh, the wild and crazy, wild and crazy guys, guys. Yeah. and Lorraine Newman uh, pushed back against that, and she's I, she's kind of not well remembered. As much maybe as the like, I know who you're talking about, but she is kind of that like, uh, oh yeah, her. Like, and that's because it, just doing that was not interesting to her. She wanted to create a new character every time she appeared and, you know, did some very interesting work. But I yeah. I can relate to that. I, I like that. Or for, like, I brought up uh, Assassination Classroom with someone else where um, – it was right after we finished Laughing Under the Clouds, and it was that was the first season that we did that. And um, it's like, okay, now we're going to do this with, you know, a cast of, like, a reoccurring cast of at least 22 people. Those are just the students. Mm. Uh, which is so funny now that we're like, yeah, now we're doing, like, freaking, like, my hero and all that stuff. I'm like, hey, here's, like, 100 characters in one episode. Like, Jesus. Um, but they... Uh, uh, talking about how you look, um, someone had messaged or was talking to Steven, who happened to still be there at the time. I, for, I forget if he was there still when this started. Yes, he left in uh, 2015. He left funny in 2015. But um, where they were like, yeah, it's a character that's just like you. So I Googled Assassination Classroom and I found the one Thickums girl and I went, oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, kind of just, mm. like, I get it. I uh, but it was that whole like I feel like this is a critique on blah blah blah. Like even at my skinniest, I was still thick. This is bullshit. Um, and then <laughs> Joel's kind of like he called me in, and it was this dark, morbid chick with curly hair 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me as fuck. Just, she's just, my mom is like, she even looks Hispanic. And I'm like, okay, like, she doesn't. Because now I've got green hair or whatever, like, you're talking. I'm like, I just look like an alien now. But, um, like, oh, that is actually me. Because I'm like, she's a writer. She's very morbid. Uh, she could possibly be a witch. Um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's funny. Like, that, that is so me to the point where I'm like, can I say this instead? And Tatum would write things that I'd actually said in real life about children, like referring to them as zygotes. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. But then you play, like, um, in Jade. I think Jade's, uh, I think sometimes it's how a director, like, where they come from. If they're a very technical director, it's very, like, boom, boom, this, this. But if you're an actor's director or someone, because Jade's got a really good resume on stage as well. Uh, she cast me as someone that I would never have played with. You know, if that show had been with, you know, like Kyle, like I might be in that show, but I wouldn't be that character. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's a show like, I really like that show. Oh, if so-and-so is directing it, I should look for these characters. Yep. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Do you think that, I think I'm pretty self-aware of it, like how I cast but also, it's a, I know that this person would be great, but let me hear some new people. And then I end up casting the person that I initially <laughs> thought of. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good time. I think you've actually, in the last year, with the stuff that you post and the the announcements that you've made, um, it's never like, oh, yeah, that's them. Or I was re-watching My Hero, and <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm like I wouldn't have thought of Ben for that, and like, Nice, I'm like seedy. <laughs> which is a, which speaks to your point about different directors think mm -hmm. of you in different ways. Like, um, Sunny cast me as younger, you know, guys at Mikagura School Suite, mm -hmm. uh, Suki Kagure. Colleen cast me as evil bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask her about it, but <laughs> <laughs> high school DXD, Codebreaker. Oh my god, my hero. Maybe we need to have a talk. <laughs> but, the, but the most the most fun uh, characters to play, for sure. Sometimes they are. Uh, most of the time. Because in those, typically, like, villains are just more fun because they're the hero of their own story. Um, but they don't have the literal hero complex of, uh, all right, so I know that they're the hero. What's interesting about them, though? Yeah. Like, it's like... Uh, it's a, probably a bad example, but Goku. I totally get why he is, like, it. But I am more interested in the side characters all the time. Or, like, I love Whis. I love, yeah, like, Jason Douglas' is Beerus. Uh, like, or Boo, who only ever says, you know, like, the most simplistic stuff. But I'm like, he entertained me, and he was mm -hmm. there for all of two seconds. And the thing is, and I think, if I were guessing, <clears throat> my guess for why that's the case would be, you know, Goku's a very entertaining character. He mm -hmm. has he has quality, admirable qualities, qualities that are easy to like. Mm -hmm. But he's never going to surprise you. Yes, that's a good point. I like that. Or like we were talking about Buffy. Like it's not it's you know you overloaded your character. Like they can do everything. It's the Superman problem. Like all right. I almost want to know more about Clark's love life than you than you like interrupting a bank robbery. I know how that's going to go. <laughs> I 
We're talking about Saturday Night Live. I was watching um, reruns. I, I don't really watch it religiously anymore. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a very specific guest, like Mulaney. Yeah. Who they really play up the fact that he used to be a little rat writer at Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and they're like, okay, he's. Oh, he hosted last night. Oh, I didn't see that one. I have to, okay. Because the week before was RuPaul. And that was just, I was more taken back by the fact that it was, you know, someone who used to just do drag on the fucking street in the 80s is now hosting Saturday Night Live. It was a really big deal. And they did, uh, you know, it's a drag queen. Or the queen of drag. Um, Like, that was insane. And I was watching it with Steven. I'm like, and they didn't stray away from the fact that it was RuPaul. They really leaned into it because she loves camp. I'm saying she. He loves camp. Um, we got to see a drag sketch. And it, it just didn't baby you the way I think certain audiences, when it's someone that's larger than life, tends to be. Mm-hmm. Is they very much like ham it up for comedy's sake. Where it's just, a, if you don't know who RuPaul is, you might not enjoy this episode. It was beautiful. But... Trying to get Stephen to watch it. I grew up watching Saturday Night Live. Like, you were talking about reoccurring characters. I'm like, yeah, like the... You still can't... Nobody does it anymore, but like the making copies uh-huh. or... Uh, Pat. Everybody was doing Pat. <laughs> the, oh, my gosh. I still do that. Pat and her partner, Chris. <laughs> or And their partner, Chris. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, um, oh, but that was the movie, excuse me. Or Stuart Smalley. Oh, Africa. Yeah, basically can't talk about anybody anymore from the past, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, John Mulaney, um, he was supposed to do an appearance, I think, in Canada. And um, I think Lorne Michaels wrote a letter <laughs> to the theater, and it was, you know, Tr- Trump had just been uh, acquitted. And he, Lorne Michaels basically writes a letter to, you know, to this theater where John Mulaney is supposed to appear saying, uh, we apologize. Uh, we know you were looking forward to having him, but we need him more than you do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, Mulaney was someone I've only recently got into in the past couple of years because I think everybody was talking about him that I'm that – counterculture asshole that if someone's like, oh my God, you're going to love it. I'm like, fuck you, I'm never watching it. I'll show you. I'll show you person that talked to me for two fucking seconds. <laughs> that happened. Um, I'm getting... And wanted me to enjoy something. <laughs> no. Who the fuck are you to tell me that life <laughs> life is grand? Um, and you might enjoy this thing. Like, you don't know me. I say that to my husband and he knows me pretty fucking well. Uh, <laughs> like 15 years of knowing each other and I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> but um, what was it? I was hanging out. Uh, Stephen's birthday was on the 11th. And so the week previously, uh, I was like, yeah, just tell me who you want me to invite. And we'll just do drinks because he's not a big party person. Say that knowing full well. I had a Viking birthday party, which you were a part of. Uh, and we we're all just like, this is funny in the abstract. But most of us are just hot. God damn it. Uh, especially Austin with leather, leathers and furs. Um, but he showed up on a motorcycle to my best friend's house, and she's like, who is this? And he left his bike there because he lost his keys. Um, but 
<laughs> Anyways, yeah. On brand. Uh, we're just hanging out. He's an amazing guy. Actually, yeah. like for yeah. the Laughing in the Clouds movies, that wall of just letting Austin talk. There was like one person that clearly didn't know Austin. Like, oh my God, this director is going to kick this weirdo out. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, Austin's cool. I'm sorry. Uh, but... <laughs> yeah, we get really real. Like when we all know each other in a wall of Jesus, it's so jarring. Um, <laughs> but it was a mix of like three different groups of Steven's friends. So there were the actor friends. So of course we were all loud as fuck trying to, you know, win the, I, like who's the funniest sure. person in the room sure. contest. Then the anti-social like girlfriends that all huddled together and really talked a fucking lot, which is hilarious. And then the old high school friends. The old high school friends very quickly went outside. <laughs> and then me and my best friend eventually like went out there and hanging out and... It's that whole, like, Stephen and I were talking about work way too much. And then I'm like, all right, we're not talking about work anymore. Because none of these people do this shit. And I feel like it it just comes off. It can easily come off like a, well, we do this. What do you do? Like, I'm a pilot. I'm like, oh, you're a pilot. That's actually really cool. Can we talk about you being a pilot opposed to, like, me being the English voice of blah, blah, blah. But, um, <laughs> and, uh, and they happily oblige, usually. But... We were talking about uh, movies and the Oscars coming up, which have happened already. But um, they were talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm like, I'm never going to see that. I'm <laughs> never going to see that movie. And uh, <laughs> my best friend went, me either. But then the friend who's still just trying to engage, he's like, it's Tarantino, man. And I went, I don't, I don't like Tarantino. And he's like, oh, well, I don't like Tarantino either. Like, just trying to, like, <laughs> just trying to chat. And, uh, but of course, I'm like, no, it's just, I don't know, for me, like, he's just too self-aware. He's too self-referential, blah, 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 blah. He's like, that's why Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would be so great. I'm like, I don't know. And I really don't like Brad Pitt, which, of course, like, that got a couple of, <gasps> like, I... I get why. I get why he's popular. For me, he's too distracting. It's like Johnny Depp in a movie. I'm like, I can't focus. All I see is Johnny Depp. All I see is Brad Pitt. DiCaprio is the exception in that movie, obviously. Or Margot Robbie, blah, blah, blah. But I just didn't want to see it. And he's like, well, I, I really don't like any of Tarantino's other stuff, like especially Kill Bill. And that's when I'm like, that's actually the one that I like. Uh, <laughs> you just can't win, bro. I'm sorry. So I just kept countering no matter what, no matter how he was trying to engage me. I'm like, you're just not going to win. I'm like, sorry. Let's talk about things you like, and I will just shut the fuck up. How's that? <laughs> but now. Um, you know, speaking of the Oscars. Yes. Tell me what you think about this. I As somebody who loves movies has always loved movies yes as have i, I <laughs> believe it or not i think we are very very near if not at the point where the emmys become more culturally relevant than the oscars yes because that to me is television is where the most interesting work is being done a lot of the times that's getting rewarded yeah um the Oscars, obviously, like, watching the Adam ruins everything for award shows. I'm like, yes, that's, I just wanted to see it actually being said. Like, no, it's all about, like, who's promoting this the best. And that's yeah. not to say the things that win, like Parasite winning was, like, shocking as hell. Um, <laughs> and, of course, a lot of 
people had feelings about this. Like, it's a foreign <laughs> film. 1917. I'm like, that's a foreign film too. Do you really want to say what this, what your problem is? Do you really want to say Shall what your we? problem Bruh. But um, yeah, where television just has a freedom that it's never had before. Yeah. I mean, think about, like for me alone, I've got Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Um, and then I also rent whatever whatever the hell I want, but also there's Apple TV. There, how many different ways are there to watch things? And like, and you can only CBS watch CBS all access. <laughs> how could I forget? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you just, there's something for everything. And that was the, the thing I was telling uh, my friend Sarah about. And obviously she agreed is we're in such a great time that you and I could both back to back be like, I want to catch up on this show. You want to catch up on this show. And we could not see each other for a month and watch nothing but television 24-7 and have probably nothing be a crossover. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. To, to where, yes, obviously, you know, when you're, uh, when you push back, it's like, oh, I remember when the TV stations just turned off and all you got was that static. And you're like, <laughs> oh, is that like... Is that why, like, in Poltergeist, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that's why at the end of, like, at the beginning of Poltergeist, there's static suddenly. And they're like, oh, I was wondering about that. I'm like. (sighs) Well, I think, and I also think that the Oscars kind of got to the point where the, uh, the Tony Awards did, where it's like, we have to. And it's it's like the Bob Odenkirk the Bob Odenkirk quote that I said earlier. We we have to like make this show appealing mm-hmm. to people who aren't interested in what we're actually supposed to be doing here. Yeah. And what is that even? Or um, because sometimes yeah. I'm I'm really honoring the best. Honoring the best, but what what does that even yeah, mean? Now? Exactly. Like my like you and I are on the same committee. Like. Of something. Mm-hmm. And I've been over to your place and I'm, I actually walked in. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like looking at it, looking at your stuff like, yep. Yep. Fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> we could, I'm like, I don't have to leave. He's cool. <laughs> He's not a cop. Don't worry. But, um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, like on my second date, I watched like Young Frankenstein, uh, Second Date with Steven, Young Frankenstein. Gene Wilder was like a big deal for me as a kid. But, uh, like, that was really confusing when you grow up in a mostly Mexican household. <laughs> like, the, my grandmother loved Gene Wilder, but she had a lot of opinions about a lot of American television. So, growing up, I had to watch a lot of telenovelas. And uh, if I wanted to watch something, I didn't know The Shining was in English until I was, like, 12. I'm like, oh, that's why their lips don't match up. Now, I'm like, uh, oh, it's a thing. But, yeah, that obviously skews my point of view, and yours is going to be skewed in a totally different way. But um, watching, like, I was actually very happy to see some of the stuff that I did, like M- Matthew A. Cherry's, you know, uh, <sighs> Hair Love. Yeah. Um, and, again, Parasite, like, a fucking foreign film, like, not even in English one. Yeah. That's amazing. But uh, we're also at a great stage where there are people that are like, my story's never on there and then uh, uh, never shown and then go, fuck it. I'm just going to make that then. 
and they can now. It's easy enough, relatively, in relative terms, to be like, okay, how do I get my story out there? To whereas growing up as, uh, you know, a half Mexican, half white kid. So it was staying with my dad's family and them being like, oh. And then being with my mom's family and them kind of being like, oh. <laughs> it's just a... I don't really feel like I belong in either, but watching stuff, like if there's a car- like if there's a whole show of nothing but white people and there's one minority, I immediately just want to know about the minority because I get it. Mm-hmm. It's a bad example, but like Power Rangers, I'm like, Black Ranger and the Yellow Ranger, I want to know everybody, I want to know about everything about their lives, but I really don't give a fuck about Kimberly. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of how it is, uh, like, it's the reverse now, where it's just, there's so much that it's a, that looks like me, that looks like me, or that looks like a story, seeing interracial, even commercials is insane. But, like, so, I feel like commercials are even listening more, perhaps, than big Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, where yes, there is some great stuff, but how many how many films do I need to care about about one war? <laughs> like where it's most, uh, I mean, and it can be beautifully shot. Nineteen Seventeen looks gorgeous, but I'm probably never going to see it. Yeah, never seen Saving Private Ryan, and I'm fine. Castaway saw saw Castaway cried over a damn volleyball. Did it just did it get an Oscar? I don't know. But yes, Emmys. There's uh. There's also more female-driven stuff, just people oh, yeah. of color, and uh, also just LGBTQ stories that you never would have seen. Again, talking about the RuPaul thing, like, RuPaul could have hosted even just 10 years ago? No, I don't think so. I would have loved to have seen it. Yeah. Closest. Closest thing was Rudy Giuliani in a dress. I feel like you're the only other person I <laughs> that remembers that Giuliani like clearly like wormed his way into hosting an episode of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and even made like a whole skit about like freaking Giuliani. Like, cool. <laughs> this is weird. It's a weird time. Like, movies are a great escape for this, and that was part of the reason that. Started, uh, Stephen and I really started doing obscure chatter. It's like, it's us talking over a movie, chilling. Um, but I was talking to Tia yesterday and, um, talking about, uh, I hadn't seen Toy Story 4 and I saw it yesterday. And I'm like, this was made for adults that grew up watching Toy Story. <laughs> and Stephen's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know that I needed to see that. <laughs> like, wow. It's fantastic. But then to go from that to watching like a really shitty like Friday the thirteenth part eight. Why not? Let's do this. To this. And it's and it's but going back to the Oscars, you know, how do you compare all of these things to each other? Or like the oh you like this, but I thought you liked that. And like I like both. Wait. You mean you're varied? I wonder if, rather than best picture, best actress, best actor, if they said movie of the year, actress of the year. Because it's not really that they're objectively better. Better. Best. Yes. Or, oh, what was the big one? Obviously, Joker. Have you seen that? I've not. I probably won't see it, will you? Eventually see it. Probably. I'll probably see it. Um, 
And Joaquin? I'll say this. I, I may well not see it, but it won't be intentional. It will just be from continuing along. Yeah. Doing I can other get that. things. I can get behind that. But um, clearly from what I've seen, it – Stephen, I heard you throw something away just now. <laughs> uh, from what I've seen, I'm like, well acted for what it is. Yeah. Da-da-da. It's just not a, like – and it, uh, sometimes it's just a matter of the way it was pushed and the way it deals with mental health it doesn't really appeal to me. Um, but also this gritty, like, it's gritty, it's gritty comic thing. I'm like, all right, fine. Again, watching uh, the clips that I've seen of Joaquin Phoenix, I'm like, fuck, dude is there. But, yeah, I don't need to see any of that. But, um, so cut to, yeah, like, it's winning all of these awards, and then certain people on the internet are like, that show's... These SJWs, who, what's what? And like, does it? Like, I mean, I'm open to hear how, if you can formulate that reason at all. That's a, that may be a big ask. That's a big ask. <laughs> That's a big ask. Oh. Such a, such a. What? such a peculiar thing to attack people for. You fight for social justice. (laughs) Nailed. (laughs) Nailed me. (laughs) Or, um, I know, it's to the point where someone like, in no way having to see what our our friends and colleagues have had to go through in the past year, uh, someone just in a positive way, said SJW, and I did. I kind of went like, <laughs> "I'm like, oh fuck!" Just that's where we are. Um, and then I was, I was getting my hair cut, and I was trying to explain it to my hairstylist, who I've known throughout the whole. You know, I've known her for about four years now. Trying to explain, just I'm like, well, you know, sometimes how you're online, and you could just be like, "Hey, I really like this photo of myself," and someone could be like, "Well, I don't see why you're ugly. You should kill yourself." And she's like, "People just say that, yeah. Like, where are you? You post photos of like your hair stuff." And she's like, "I just don't think we we interact with the same people online because I've never had a problem." I'm like, "What's that like? Jesus, what's that?" Where it's like, hey, you know, happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. And like, don't say happy birthday to them. They were in this show, and I hated that show. <laughs> so I hate them. Yeah. So-and-so, like, yeah. I don't like Ben Phillips. He said this one line in a downward inflection. It should have been more of a question. It ruined the show for me. He's a monster. This horrible thing <laughs> happened to you, and you deserved it because you canceled a convention one time. <laughs> You know, and then you had your reasons for doing it, but I didn't like those reasons, and I really like this fictional character that will never make out with me. <laughs> Sorry, getting a little too. That was another thing, is just uh, getting to <laughs> talk with friends and being like, this is crazy, right? Like, oh no, we're all on the same page. This is insane. But just uh, watch what you post. I'm like, oh, I will. But that doesn't mean <laughs> I'm going to be 
right all the time. There are things that I take down where, like, in the heat of the moment. And now it's like with therapy and everything going, hey, I really want to... It even happened yesterday. I was posting something uh, with Laughing Under the Clouds. It's not a funny title anymore. It was released through Eleven Arts and Shout Factory. And uh, <clears throat> uh, someone went, where do can I see it online? And I went, I don't have that info. I just know that the Blu-ray discs, blah, blah, blah. And he went, so I'm supposed to just buy it? <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> I I don't know how to respond to that. And he went, I so I just went, I don't have that information. And he went, clearly. <laughs> and I was kind of, what? And so I started responding. Steven's like, why do you keep responding? Because <laughs> he's wrong. He's rude. He's like, he doesn't, he clearly doesn't see it. Just stop responding. I'm, and I know that's the right answer. Mm. I didn't respond. It just took my husband taking my phone away. Mm. But yes, everybody's got opinions. Um, they're just usually horrible. <laughs> the people are the opinions. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's a weird time. Sometimes, yes, it's like a. Uh, I could just text Ben, see if I want to hang out, and maybe just not keep up with you know whatever he's into or like whatever like shows he's posting about. I'm like social media because most of the time it's just a hey yeah i will never get to interact with you outside of the interwebs because we don't live close or (laughs) we actually live like three minutes from each other (laughs) and then both drove to plano to record this thing (laughs) um but yeah it's the good ones that typically outweigh the bad but sometimes those bad ones do just they try to weigh more than they actually are well it's like More than, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if, if this is your experience, but to me it's like, it's more, more than, more than being hurtful to me, anything somebody says, it's like more sad that people are like that and yeah. want to, want to just hurt people on purpose. Yeah. It is sad. And I don't know how, I don't know how it, I don't know if there's any one reason for it, I don't know if it's the just how politics have gotten or just the internet dehuman. Let's let's take a moment. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. Okay. This, to my understanding, is the only moment in the film that was improvised, mm-hmm. and it's the most probably the most well known, yeah, most beloved moment in the movie, which is very interesting. Credit to the performer. Yes. I don't think, I don't, like, if you've guessed what it is, I think we've been really good about, like, avoiding the movie, and aside from just, like, a little thing about Christopher Guest, and even then, I'm like, that doesn't tell you anything, because that's so many movies. Yeah. Or, I forget, yeah, with Donald's, he was like, oh, like, now they're going to know it's an old movie. I'm like, there were a lot of old movies. What is old to you? Clueless might be old to somebody. Aaron was born the year Clueless came out. Does that help you at all? I'm like, no, it doesn't help me at all. <laughs> Not in any sense. <laughs> Actually, no. I believe he was like two or three when that came out. So it's totally not an old movie. Uh, but yeah, it is. Um, I like I like thinking of it. It's like, oh, uh, rather than a, you're intentionally doing this to agitate me. But really, I just think it's the, a lack of filter and, yeah, dehumanizing of the internet. Um 
where it's a, I don't have to look at you as I say this horrible stuff. Like, right. but and I've jokingly said this numerous times, but it's just I have been met with more humanity from someone I have actually wronged <laughs> than someone who just feels like a. Really want you to feel this about yourself, um, and I guess where it's sad is life has been a bit of a mixed bag. Like I think with everybody, I don't think everybody's like nothing's ever gone wrong right. in my life. I mean, if you have, congratulations on being a baby. Um, that can't hear this, but I, uh, you know, I'm pretty tough. So it's just usually like. I don't know, especially when you grow up like as a someone that doesn't really feel like they know where they belong and also being thick. Like, sir, if you were going to hurt me, you should have been there in my formative years. There's literally <laughs> nothing you the boat. There's nothing you can say to me that's going to hurt me. Like it's I think it was Orange is the New Black where uh, the chick that played Big Boo like walking away and this chick went, "You're fat." And she goes, "Oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a whatever. Uh, but then I think about it. I, I get too in my head about it. I'm like, well, okay, because this person's saying this to me and it's not affecting me. But not everybody's as tough as I am or have the experiences. So w- all it's going to take is someone reading exactly perhaps what this person said to me and not have those, uh, those tools, their Rolodex of hate that mm-hmm. I do. And take that personally into heart and perhaps get into a dangerous mindset. But I think perhaps I'm giving just agitators too much credit. Hopefully I'm giving them too much credit. But yeah, that was a lot of last year's you and I messaging each other like, so this is dumb, right? Like, yeah, that's dumb. (laughs) Yeah. End of text. (laughs) Oh my God. Did they ever make these actual... I, would have I don't know, but I always wondered why they didn't make a of the thing that this movie is based on mm-hmm. themed with that with with the cast Can you imagine of the movie. An actor like getting that kind of money, yeah. <laughs> like oh, this is from <laughs> with my face on it. <laughs> but as we hit the credits, is there anything like we talked about your live? live stage stuff going on. Is there anything else coming up that you want to talk about or any shows that you just recently got announced on? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I, what's, what's going on this season? Hatina Illusion, uh, playing, playing Jeeves Wodehouse, the butler. Ooh. Jeeves Wodehouse. <laughs> uh, you know, Other here, stuff. And, here and there. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, there. Be, I'll be uh, directing uh, a show locally. Later in the oh, that's later nice. in the year, yeah. keep on track for that. I'm so glad you're doing theater. It makes it makes me envious, and almost makes me want to do it. <laughs> almost, which is <laughs> sometimes it's just enough to know that somebody else is yeah is doing it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, oh, thank God Ben's doing it. We got this covered. Got it, <laughs> got it covered. <laughs> but uh, well, as we wrap up here, the credits are hitting, and Hoff. Definitely. <laughs> Just that it make you feel awkward while you drink a Topo Chico. 
Stay tuned. Uh, next episode will be a solo episode for April. And uh, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, I dare you to tweet at Obscure Chatter or message perpetuallyoffbeat at gmail.com. Aside from that, um, thanks for listening. And I'm not sorry that we made a lot of noise while snacking because we got to eat really yummy stuff. Not that, sorry that, in the least. Not Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. You know how it is. I don't talk like that at all. That's terrifying. But anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening. And, um, you know, oh, also, Ko-Fi uh, contributors, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, you got Ben a really cute mug. And Thank you continue to get people cute mugs and this is how I realized Damon still hasn't gotten his and I'm a monster. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, bye guys. Have a good one.